Hey everybody, it's Griff here. I know I don't usually do intros at the start of episodes, but this week we got something special going on. So for our 20th episode and in celebration of hitting over 25,000 downloads before episode 20, we teamed up with our sponsors at Die Hard Dice to give away a set of Mythica Spellbinder and Sovereign red and purple metal dice. In addition, we're giving the winner a hardcover copy of the Pathfinder 2E Game Mastery Guide so they can use all the rules variants that we feature on the show. You can check out the giveaway in the description of this episode. It's going to be a gleam.io link. You'll see it right in the show notes. And we wanted to thank you guys for all your support since we've launched. It's been a blast getting to run this show and share it with everyone. We really appreciate your support in getting the show up and running and sharing it with so many people. You'll see a bunch of different ways to enter the giveaway when you click the link, but notably, reviews aren't a part of that. Uh, If you want to go above and beyond, we'd really appreciate reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. It really helps spread the word. People are more likely to listen to a podcast that a bunch of people have rated five stars than they are to listen to one without any reviews. So we'd really appreciate your help there too. The giveaway will be running from right now until Friday, February 18th. So hop in, share it with your friends, and enjoy this week's episode. It was a blast to record. Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes departed Cressida to meet with their loved ones and spend some of their well-earned gold. To their surprise upon returning, they found her and one of Sylvie's mentors, Vencarlo Orsini, deep in conversation. What mission will the two of them cook up for our heroes this time? The Cursed Campaign continues now. Welcome back to Bestokers. Yeah. 20 episodes, guys. Wow. That's two tens. They said we wouldn't make it. Two. Yet we did. They said we wouldn't make it 20 episodes. <laughs> yep. 20 <laughs> episodes. A lot of people. They did. Who no was saying that? Did you see uh, them saying The boards, man. The what boards? The boards. The boards. Yeah, the boards were saying it. The bo- Okay. Yeah, we couldn't do it. They can't do it. They, they <laughs> One person said, yeah, and I pull it off. I quote, they will not rack up a score of episodes. Not a single score. Not a single score. <laughs> Half score, maybe. And now they're looking like fools. Absolute fools. <laughs> you know who you are. I guess the naysayers have been proven wrong. 20 episodes. Wow. Look at us. Would you look at us? So Sylvie saw her uh, her teacher uh, fraternizing with her boss. That's pretty interesting. Yum. What a weird situation to be in mm. for Sylvie. Define weird. Her worlds are colliding. It's a real small world. After all, yeah. Yeah, after all. Yeah, it's a small world after all. You guys ever seen a teacher outside of school? It's just weird. Is it weird or, or capital W weird? I don't know what that means. Mm. It's a little <laughs> off. I, I do have a story here. So, Well, more less of a story and more just like this would happen on a regular basis. Um, when I was in high school, I would work at this pizza place and it was part of a strip mall. 
And frequently on the other end of the strip mall was this bar where if they called in to order pizza, the kid working behind the counter would walk the pizza down to the bar. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was maybe like once a month or two that you'd have, you get a call from the bar and walk the pizza down. And almost without fail, I would see my English teacher in there. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. <laughs> I was like way too young to be in the bar, too. Like, Real Hemingway situation yeah. in there. Drinking, drinking the time away. Teaching English. That's right. I mean, did you ever stop and think maybe you were the reason? No, but I stopped and thought that uh, that's probably going to be me one day. What, in the bar? <laughs> yeah, tr- drinking the bar. English? Well, probably not tre- uh, teaching English, but uh, getting pizza ordered and seeing someone and being Was your like, teacher oh, the one man. that ordered the pizza? Ooh, so I don't know because they would just like order a pizza for like the few townies that were in the bar on a Friday night. Oh, okay. And so like, I think the, the townies would all like kick in for it. And he was one of the townies. I was going to say, maybe your teacher was ordering the pizza just to see you. God, I hope not. <laughs> Real disappointed. This pimply, gross looking kid walking in. I got to think like you were pimply because of how greasy that pizza shop was. It was pretty greasy. South side of Chicago, baby. That that pizza, I got some grease to it. Speaking of greasy situations, anyone else see their teacher outside of school? So I uh, didn't really see my teachers too much outside of school, but I did teach courses in grad school. And I actually saw one of my previous students out at a bar, which at first... It's like, oh, this is not going to be good. Uh, but we ended up catching up a little bit. And it was actually super sweet because they were using what they learned in the class I was teaching in their job like every day. So it was so cool to hear about their experience actually like out in the food industry and how they were still using what was taught. Still a little strange chatting at a bar, but overall positive experience. Did you guys sit down around the, around the bar uh, rating the flavor of all the beers you were tasting? Uh, no, we did not, uh, but I was teaching a micro course. So micro brews. Yeah. yeah we could have talked about that, but micro brews, craft beer. Yeah. No, music was a little too loud. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, um, I feel like I've definitely seen teachers outside of school, but I'm also the same type of person who, if I saw a classmate that I wasn't also friends with, I, if I told like right this is how it goes you're in the grocery store you see like someone who you know and you're not actually friends with and you don't want to interact with them because you don't know them that well so i tell my mom i know that person from school and she goes oh cool we should turn around and i was like no we should walk faster (laughs) move out of here and that's i think how i've treated a lot of those situations (laughs) and so if it was also a teacher i would have i would have treated that the same way uh to avoid yeah yeah, I remember one time where we were in the grocery store and you saw me and immediately about faced and walked away from me. I, I do she think that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually seen you in the parking lot and got very confused why you were waving at me. And I was like, oh my God, who is this? <laughs> You've done that to, <laughs> <laughs> You've done that to Chris in our house. <laughs> hey, well, neighbor? he just walks in. <laughs> <laughs> you just leave. <laughs> just ducks under the cupboard. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, so... I, and I, I'm pretty sure that I've definitely seen my Spanish teacher from high school. I saw her outside of school m- multiple times, but she was like a very cool, relaxed teacher. And so she also made sure it wasn't weird. And by she sa- gave a small wave and nod and moved on, which is great. That's what you look for. Not even a bonjour from her. Um, <laughs> Spanish teacher. Yeah. All right, cool. 
Uh, so you know language is great. (laughs) She didn't hit you with a guten Nacht. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I may like run and avoid. Yeah. Went to a Catholic school up until high school, and my parents would drag me even on the weekends to the same church that was like affiliated with the, oh, the, so the school. Was there. So it was like all the teachers. Everybody so. rocking out yeah. six days a week together. Then. Basically is what it felt like. And I was like, I don't want to think about you people like outside of school. And uh, I just tried to avoid them too, but not always possible. Yeah. Just, it is what it is. That sounds horrible. Yeah. What about you, Griffin? <laughs> my French teacher took... My prom pictures. What? Bonjour. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the girl I was dating in high school was my French teacher's neighbor. (laughs) All right. And so like my French teacher came out of her house because like we were taking pictures. We were taking prom pictures like you do. uh, And she came out to just see everybody like in their prom clothes. And then my family and her family wanted to take like the family prom pictures or whatever. Cause we were dating. And so she like took our pictures. Do you still have those pictures? They're somewhere. I'm sure. Mm. What tangled webs we weave. What tangled webs. <laughs> Throw them up on the Patreon. <laughs> prom, prom pics. <laughs> Griffin's prom pics from uh, 2011 or whatever. <laughs> my, this recently happened. I went home for Christmas and my mom was convinced that she saw my teacher who taught me in first or second grade. Mm-hmm. And I had to just make her come to the realization that that woman was 75 when she taught me in first grade. There's no way that she was just chilling out fine eating at a restaurant. <laughs> the sushi like, place, yeah. <laughs> I'm 28 years old. <laughs> She's at like a cool 98. <laughs> There's no way. My mom, my mom was convinced. She's like, that's her. That's her right well, behind you. No. And, I- and then she kept adding, though. Well, she, I, she looks like she's got a walker or a wheelchair or something. Like, trying to make it more plausible. <laughs> trying to make it more plausible. I'm like, there's no way, mom. There's no way. <laughs> she's like, just say hi. Just try. Just say hi. I'm like, I'm not going to go embarrass myself in front of a rant. I don't know what she looks like when she's 98. Just go say hi. How could you recognize her? My mom was convinced. All throughout lunch, she kept peeking over to (laughs) Mom, I don't think this is the right person. I'm categorically not going to say hi. Mom, this woman's aged almost 25 years since you've seen her. There's no way you can recognize her now if she's alive. Mother, I am asking you to acknowledge the passage of time and its effects on us all. (laughs) That between first grade and now... It was very funny uh, to be the bystander in this case. And my sister who has seen this person is like, no, it's not. No, it's definitely not. And my mom is like completely convinced. And then uh, to just have your sister, no, he should not go say hi. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, like, not what? the right person. No, she should go. And then uh, just let her eat in peace. This strange woman. The chances. <laughs> Of a person who taught for 30 plus years before meeting me, probably more, almost 50 years before meeting me, and is then another 25 years older, 
remembering who the hell I am is oh, you're so one in twenty short there. Yeah, one in twenty, one in ten. Yeah. You're a bright what young man. What am I going to do? I haven't seen her in 23 years. <laughs> Why, it's me, little Griffin from first grade. That's the thing. Is it's first grade teacher. It's not like someone. She wasn't who, even like okay, my main well, teacher. She well, was like. Well, the, hold on. I mean, you're still into Pokemon and Digimon. Like. Yeah. I wasn't wearing a Digimon <laughs> t-shirt. You're not that different. <laughs> I just, that's the thing that gets me is, is it was a first grade supposed teacher. That's not, that's not a teacher that, uh, it's going to look the same. So my mom up until about (laughs) a year ago worked at the school that I went to for grade school and would continuously talk to all of my old teachers about me. So like would still be saying like, Oh, Mrs. Whatever still remembers when you were reading that big Thomas book. Like, 29 mom <laughs> thanks oh boy well let's let's hand out a hero point shall we yeah all right yes who gets the hero point Ooh, this is an interesting one i think i'm gonna go oh, you guys didn't really do any combat last time or anything hero worthy that's tough i'm gonna go with <laughs> with Haley for her phenomenal choice of ancestry feet. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's so worth it. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you spend this on a deception roll. So, Haley, this one is from Alex. What is Mir's favorite hairstyle? I bet it's cornrows. Why? I, I don't know. I didn't bet it's cornrows. That's a part of the question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or part of the hero point. He also made sure to spell favorite Maybe the, the Canadian way. Favorite. Mm, no. Mm. Favorite. <laughs> so, Mir's favorite hairstyle is not um, something that's easy to pin down. If you're talking for herself, she likes to make sure she wears her hair in a variety of what are considered like protective hairstyles. And so, by that, I mean hairstyles where the hair is either wrapped, braided, twisted, or otherwise covered in some sort of fabric or cloth or something else. So that is because she she knows in her line of work, it is easy to potentially damage her own hair as well as now she's on adventure. So she wears generally um, more protective styled hairs and that's what she likes. But on others, she likes to, you know, play around and do something different all the time. She likes uh, colors and, and extras and fun stuff versus just the same every time. So Vec is a, a good favorite client from consistency standpoint, not from a style. What you don't give Vec cornrows? That's what I that's was that was my head cannon the whole time. No. Oh my god. Absolutely. I not. could see that with the halo. With the halo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Googling Robert Pattinson cornrows. No. <laughs> the halo is like the sun rising over a nice field of crops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amber waves of grain. <laughs> You'll actually see in Mir's hair in the artwork, you'll see she's got some wrapped pieces, like wrapped in cloth and um, dyed leathers and dyed uh, wool. Like, that's how her hair currently is. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, last time, our heroes all went their separate ways and spent some time in their separate homes. A lot of them seeing home for the first time in over a week. They then went shopping for some new supplies to steal themselves for the adventure to come and made their way back to Crest Across office 
where she was in the middle of a conversation with none other than Vencarlo Orsini. That's where we find you now. After Vencarlo finishes his bow, he uh, he turns to Sylvie. I was going to be meeting with several of her new recruits, but I did not know that would be you, Sylvie. Uh, how exciting for you. Sylvie returns the bow, saying, I have taken up some extracurricular work with my companions here. Well, I do not believe that we have had the pleasure. My name is Vencarlo Orsini of the Orsini Academy. Charmed. And you are? Charmed as well. The course will be, but you can just call me Vec. Diego Longshadow. He eyes Diego. Yes, Diego. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Mir. Well, the pleasure is all mine in meeting all of you today. Oh, and this is Figgy. Figgy. He's an important member of the uh, group here. Very important. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, uh, your uh, companion can speak, it seems. He's pretty vocal. How cute. The face of the party. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sylvie, you have made some very uh, interesting and strong-looking companions here. I... uh, Miss Croft and I were just um, just discussing matters of the city as of late. Uh, he pulls out his chair and offers it to uh, to you. No need for uh, for me to sit. I can stand. We do not mean to intrude. Oh no, she wanted me here for this meeting. Isn't that right, Miss Croft? Yes. What I have, uh, well, the task that I'm I'm going to ask. All of you to do concerns Mr. Orsini as well, or at least the information that he's gathered. Now that you've all made your acquaintances, uh, and as much as I'd enjoy continuing the conversation, she looks at uh, Vencarlo like he was about to uh, just keep talking with you guys. Um, we just don't have the time. Uh, Vencarlo has learned something that could degrade into sanctions, embargoes, or even war against Cheliacs if we don't act now. This problem is a man named Darvain Geos Ampre. He's an ambassador from Cheliacs, whose disdain for Corvosa is well documented, though he's taken great pleasure in what our city has to offer. Even before this recent unrest, this man was ready to recommend to his government a sanction on trade, or perhaps even an embargo. Vencarlo has learned that or through his own considerable sources, that Ambassador Ampre's actual goals are to undermine Corvos's economy to the point where he can buy up large portions of the city from desperate landholders. He plans to establish himself in a position of power here before advising the end of the sanctions with his allies in Cheliacs. We can't let his bias or personal plans hurt Corvosa, yet neither can we take drastic action. Not only would killing or wounded him be wrong, but... It would simply martyr him in Chaliax's eyes. Fortunately, the ambassador has his foibles. Again, Vencarlo has learned that Ambassador Ampre has been making fairly regular visits to a place in Old Corvosa called Eel's End. This den of ice is run by a dangerous man named Devargo Barvasi, better known in Corvosa's alleys as the King of Spiders. I'd love to put Devargo out of business, but he pays his vice taxes regularly and never causes any problems. In fact, since he keeps his business constrained entirely within the five ships moored at Eel's End, 
he's actually one of the least of my worries. Truth be told, I can't decide whether Devargo is a sturge or a kraken. He seems like a blood-sucking pest most days, but sometimes I fear just how far his tentacles have wormed their way into our great city. In this case, though, his insidious web stretching across Corvos's underworld might be to our advantage. Devargo would never let someone he recognizes as an ally of the Guard into Eel's End without good reason, but your group's a different case. I'd like you to pay a visit to Eel's End and secure an audience with Devargo, find out what he knows about Amprey, get proof of any illicit goings-on the Ambassador might be involved with, and bring that proof to me. I could use it to undermine any forthcoming attempts by him to get Cheliax to cut us off. Devargo might not be willing to part with his information easily. I'll supply you with some gold to bribe him, and whatever's left over you can keep for yourself. Remember, Devargo is dangerous, but so are you. If things get violent, I wouldn't mourn his passing. Uh, this Krista hands you 65 gold to use as a bargaining chip with Devargo. Do you yep. have any questions for me? We will need to learn many things about this Devargo, as we are all very unfamiliar with who he is. <laughs> if you hadn't said it like that, I wouldn't have to roll perception to sense your mood. I'm, I'm goofing around here, all right? So it sounds pretty simple. This foreign dignitary is trying to buy up land by forcing some sort of hardship on the people with a embargo from Cheliax, but we're going to need to get out ahead of that and prove that he's into some sort of bad business here with the underworld. Right. If Devargo has any proof of that, then I hate to say it, but blackmailing this ambassador might be the only way we get him to stop attempting these sanctions. And who's going to do that? Is that going to be you? Or is that going to be us after we find out what he's been doing? Thought it'd be me. All right. If I have the proof, I can certainly push him to lay off in his uh, in his reports to Cheliax. But I can't do that unfounded, or he's likely to retaliate even worse. It's our hope, then, that this man who does not have respect for the law does have respect for coin. And we can get this Divago fellow to flip on his friend. We'll have to meet him and see what he knows, but seems pretty open and shut to me. In Vex's head, this is just like a slam dunk. Like, we have an in with Divargo. If he's willing to turn on his buddy, I understand it could be a little bit more complex than that, but we're not going to this completely blind. Yeah, Mir's thinking to herself, ha, 65 gold, we'll see <laughs> how much of that we need. Mm-hmm. Sylvie's a little bit worried about other connections that this ambassador has um, and how that could affect us or come back to us. So she asks, This ambassador, what other connections should we be aware of to avoid any unpleasant trees? Well, he's in high standing in Cheliax, so he's likely gotten in with House Thrun. That'd be enough to scare most people. His being an ambassador here is likely an, an appointed position by the Chalaxian government. But if what Vencarlo has heard is true, he's something of a something of a playboy. It seems he was probably appointed this position because of his family, not really because of his skill as an ambassador. He's got plenty of friends in high places, but fortunately, most of those friends are a continent away. 
You may have friends in high places, but luckily for you, you've got friends in low places and those friends of us. We could probably take care of this. I'm pretty sure at least a couple of Devargo's men have been my customers. So that should help ease the conversation or at least get us into Eel's End. Do you work in Old Corvosa? How familiar are all of you with it? Sylvie, you obviously come to class at my academy there, but the rest of you... I mean, my shop and apartment's on Blossom Way. Oh, so right across the street from Eel's End then. I'm right there, yeah. I live and breathe it. It's my home. I've spent some time at Mirror's shop and seen the types of people that have come in. They may have seen me around as well, too. Well, if Divargo doesn't have any reason to suspect you being members of the Guard, you should be welcomed, especially if you're regulars about the area. Have any of you actually been to Ilzen? Not much more than walking by. That's not really the vices that I'm into. Live in Old Corvosa long enough. You see hardship. Spend a couple coins there. I've been there. Not a regular, but not unfamiliar. I was around there during the uh, unrest in the city. It seems like it was one of the only stable places around. I had noticed that as well. Uh, Sylvie could probably have told you we had to close the academy for some time. But I am headed to Old Corvosa today to assess any damages and uh, attempt to reopen. Sylvie, it seems that uh, you are honing your skills doing things extracurricularly. Uh, So I won't hold it against you if you happen to miss class when we open up. That is much appreciated. I feel I have learned more in the past week than I have uh, throughout many classes. The real world, it it's you right in the face. Well, hello, how about this? Since I am going the same direction as the four of you, uh, why, do not, why do I not escort you to Old Corvosa? You'll have the sword of the finest swordsman in the city at your side. You shouldn't run into any troubles, and on our way we can discuss what each of us has seen in terms of the unrest. Would we be so lucky? I haven't had a good enforcer following me around in a long time. <laughs> I'd say maybe ever. This'll be fun. Well, if you've had Sylvie following by your side, you've probably been uh, well protected. Ah, this is true. This is true. She could wrap... Uh, I, I don't Finish know. it. About <laughs> Finish it. it. Run... Uh, around me with a sword. She said, so "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> this one has a way with words. <laughs> he is normally a little bit more persuasive. And my maul. <laughs> we are going to split ways, though, before we get close to Eel's End, though, right? Right. I I must go to uh, to my academy, so I'll take you to Old Corvosa and then head my separate way. That's good. I doubt you're one that we want being noticed by Vargo's men. Mm, maybe true. I, as Miss Croft could probably tell you, I, well, the city's government and I have had our share of disagreements. Cressida would speak up here. I, and that's, that's why uh, Ben Carlo and I go way back. He's one of the more, more vocal 
how do I put this, more outspoken critics of the government uh, in this town. And uh, we've found that generally what he fights for and what I fight for seem to align. Do you go way back like you do with Nine Lives? I wouldn't put it quite like that. Okay. She mentioned it last time. I'm just, you know, fishing. (laughs) Usually vigilantes operate in the shadows, but Mr. Orsini is, um, well, a man of means, but he uses those means in a a way that benefits the city. Mm, He means well. Carl, like, turns to Cresta. Are you sure this one's not nine lives? He's got the same shitty catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Then Vex speaks up. Sylvie's been running around me with those means. (laughs) You've got this lad tongue-tied, don't you? (laughs) Let's get out of here. (laughs) Diego and Vex, like, bumble over each other. (laughs) Fall out the door. I don't understand what's happened since I took this feat where I'm supposed to be the dumb one. It's just transformed. way dumber. <laughs> Making sure your feet doesn't ever get used. <laughs> so you're the reasonable one. <laughs> We're just trying to help make sure that you don't understand what's going on around you. <laughs> Doing their best to confuse you. Yeah. Do you think Sylvie can maybe get some credit for all like class credit for the work she's doing with Cressida. I've already said that um, she does not need to show up to class when it begins again, if she's doing this kind of work on the side. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Just want to make sure that was explicitly clear that you're getting your credit still. <laughs> so going to bring a slip of paper like, I, every week to I won't, I won't, t- I won't tell your, uh, your parents that <laughs> you have been skipping class. Got a doctor's note. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, does Cressida need to sign off on how many hours she spends doing this? (laughs) My parents, they do tend to worry about me, so if they think I am in class, that is for the best. Cressida just yells out, if you're getting credit for this, it's an unpaid internship. (laughs) No! (laughs) We're not on the payroll anyways. I'll take her share. (laughs) Before you leave, Cressida would say that you know, you will be rewarded for bringing this information back. So she will give you an additional uh, 30 gold for getting any dirt on Ambassador Amprey. Okay. And you begin to walk through the city with Van Carlo. So you have all been quite active in, um, in protecting the city uh, in its time of need. What have you seen out there? We have seen much unrest, people taking advantage of the chaos, but there are others that are still standing firm. We have met some that share our same motives, and those that are fighting back. I saw Blackjack, and she will, like with a twinkle in her eye, (laughs) he saved me from thugs that were roaming the streets. I could have taken them, but it would have been risky. Ah, you've seen Blackjack. In times of peace, that is a rare sight, but I'm sure he has been much more active on the streets as of late. 
How did he do? It was very impressive. It showed me how much I have to learn if I want to be even half as skilled. Yes, he is quite a powerful force in this city. Uh, One of the few that could rival me. It is good that you ran into him. (laughs) If, If not, things could have gone very poorly. It was a dire situation, to be true. What have you seen? You are much more powerful than the likes of us. Oh, there have been rumblings. The, um, the castle's seneschal has gone missing. What? It's like the advisor to the king. It's like oh. in Game of Thrones, like the hand of the king. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Neolandis Calipopolis. He has been missing since this unrest began. But I have heard worse. I've heard rumblings of someone having murdered King Yildred. It's too early to tell, but my connections are saying that a guard confessed to something. Maybe not the murder itself, but they knew who did it. Is that so? Down here on the street level, a lot of people were saying maybe the Queen was involved in some way. I I don't believe that to be true. She's holding peace together right now, but people were saying that she doesn't have a legitimate claim to the power. It is strange. I have met Iliosa many a time. Uh, being a man of some power in this city uh, grants you an audience with the, the queen. But the way she is handling this situation, I would not have suspected. How do you mean? Well, she did not seem a capable woman in this capacity in my interactions with her in the past. Maybe a bit scheming, yes. The circumstances of her ascension to queenhood are questionable, but I would not have expected a lust for power from her. I do love this city, and I did not... Well, I never got the impression that she was much a fan, but the way she is handling this situation seems more put together, if frenetic. I've heard rumblings of a new organization she is forming. New organization? Yes. How so? What kind of organization? Uh, Led by one of my former students who left under poor circumstances. Miss Sabina Marin start a new group to supplant the Corvosan Guard, apparently. Iliosa is not impressed by the way the guard is handling the chaos. We shall see if these prove to be more than rumors. Interesting. We, we had actually met with this Miss Marin. She seemed pretty straight down the middle. I didn't have any complaints about her, but I mean, this Queen Iliosa, this new group that may be being created now, you can't create a sword without fire and pressure. And I would say there's plenty of both in the city right now. Could be that she's toughening up and creating a group that's going to bring order back to this city. You do need to be careful about Miss Marin. And he would pull off one of his gloves. You can see that he's missing two of his fingers, his pinky and his ring finger. She left my academy, but under poor circumstances. In the huff, she challenged me to a duel. It cost me these fingers and the scar across her face. Uh, She is quite strong. I was hoping at one time that 
she would be the future of Orsini Academy, but she has gone her own way. Vex kind of at a loss for words. I mean, like, he knows Sylvie and probably has heard a little bit about the curriculum, and it probably doesn't include chopping each other to bits to graduate. That's definitely not the experience Sylvia's had. And from just her talking, Ven Carlo, like, isn't really around during the lessons either. Like, Mm -hmm. Sylvie does not interact with him much at all. It's all students that are teaching her. So, like, she's pretty removed from even getting to interact with him uh, during her day-to-day lessons. So I kind of give him, like, the non-committal, like, yeah, yeah, sure. A little bit of a grunt. Just kind of agree with what he's saying, not saying my stance on it one way or the other. Sure, sure. She must have been quite upset to challenge you to a duel. What would cause something like that? Oh, I think it was a a misunderstanding, sad really, between my two star pupils who have both now gone their separate ways. I had a student at one time named Grau Soldado who had feelings for Miss Marin, but was scorned. To prove herself, she wanted to... I don't know if it was out of anger or what, but she wanted to fight him, and I felt the need to intercede. And as I suspected, she was out for blood, not just wanting to duel to prove herself. It was... Not honorable the way she was fighting, not the way that I taught her. And so the backlash of all of that was me losing not just my two fingers, but my two star pupils as well. But there have been new prospects at the academy that, well, that could fill those shoes. You seem to be quite well connected to have so much information. Does this come from past students that you have stayed in contact with? Of course, I have had, I taught a great many people, not just Corvos and nobility, but nobility from across the country, across Varesia, uh, even further away. Uh, students from Vudra, I've had students uh, from Cheliax itself. And yes, these, these students, they have remained close. They have formed a, a network of I trusted informants that I can lean on when times like this happen. But more so than that, I think over the years I have stood up for what is good for this city. And so many people in this city trust me with information. It certainly helps to run a prestigious academy. Yes, it has been quite an honor to attend. And who knows, maybe... One day I will return to classes. We'll see if we can solve these challenges quickly. Yes. As you are saying this, you're kind of crossing the bridge into old Corvosa. Well, uh, best of luck to all of you. Sylvie, tell Blackjack I said hello if you see him again. I hope to not be in a situation where I need his help, but help is always appreciated. I will pass along the message. In nine lives, I would be careful when you talk to Devargo. He likely will recognize you, even if you think that I didn't. I will try to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You tell Blackjack I said hello as well. If I see him, I I will. Oh, I'm surprised he hasn't found you already. 
I did not know you were back in town. Under new circumstances entirely, yes. This is uh, not quite the same as it once was. I'll let him know if I see him that you're here. Very well. And he would kind of head the other direction. And so you find your way to Eel's End. Suspicion. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how are we going to find this Devago fellow? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's go talk to Devago. Actually, what time is it? It's like maybe two in the afternoon. It's too early to see Devago. We've got time to kill. Business doesn't start for him until midnight, so I wouldn't want to go until at least later in the evening so that we're not waking him up. I don't want him grumpy. He sleep during the day? Well, when your business runs midnight to 5 a.m., yeah. Gotta sleep sometime. And then he likely has some personal time. So I'd like to keep it at least close to business. All right, I guess we'll shop again. (laughs) Before we talk with him, I would like to know how much information are we sharing? He knows us and we need to get information. Is that enough? I think I'd rely on Mia here to make the decision. This man, not Devargo, this Miss Amprey, is trying to force Covosa into a bad situation and take advantage of it. If that's something Devargo takes umbrage with, perhaps he would be willing to part with this information for no coin and help us out. I, I don't know. Uh, I, Mia, you are much closer to this man. What do you think he would think of this situation, of what Mr. Umpre is trying to do? I think we need to be transparent. If I'm being honest, there's he, he already knows that we work for the guard. I did let him know, so that shouldn't come as a surprise. And he may need our help soon. So I think we've got that on our side. But I'd like to be transparent and make sure that he knows they're not worried about him as long as he's helping give information. If it comes down to it, where do you think his loyalties lie with the city of Corvosa or this chelish mogul with potentially deep pockets? I'd guess it lies with making money. So right. if they're going to buy up all of the city, does that leave Devargo to really have many opportunities? If he makes the city bankrupt, are they going to be able to come pay at Eel's End? This man comes with a lot of connections and likely very deep pockets. Could Devargo be bought off? Can I, like, roll something to help myself here? What are you thinking? I guess I was thinking maybe even the Underworld lore. Would something like that, realistically being bought off, that's a usually a one-time thing. Is that, that's not really going to be as profitable as his business. So that's kind of, like, what I'm thinking. He's not, he's not a long-term, like, city person, right? Like, he's not, he's already mentioned a few times not necessarily staying. So I don't think it's like, oh yeah, I'm super loyal to Corvosa, but I do feel as though his money is where his loyalties would lie. Is a lore underworld going to help me be able to understand if that would be beneficial over continuing to run his business the way it's been? Yeah, roll it. I got a flat 20. Flat 20. You don't think somebody buying up land would affect his business at all? Okay. But beyond that, you know DeVargo's smart. Yeah. So if DeVargo has stuff that would work as blackmail, he's probably already using it against this guy. That also makes sense. <laughs> Perfect. Let's talk to DeVargo then. Yes. Yeah. 
The one thing that then stands out is that means Devargo could be very easily pointed to as the person who gave the information, so we're probably going to have to definitely buy the information. Got 65 gold. Hopefully don't ask for more. Yeah, hopefully get a little bit of the neighborhood discount, I guess. Um, <laughs> Let's see what he's willing to give before we talk money. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we want to like hang out, do whatever, but either way, we shouldn't go there, I think, until at the earliest 9 p.m. Okay. Like, truly. Yeah. Think you could tidy me up with that plus one war razor? Absolutely. Hell yeah. It's the quickest shave you ever get. <laughs> I'm in fear by the end. <laughs> Went so fast. <laughs> Well, look, that's going to be good for you because you get too mm-hmm. many. I'm going to go jump into the sea and get another jigsaw shark while we wait. For what? Reasons. Reasons. All right. You guys mess around for a little bit and then you head to talk to DeVargo. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you were obviously just kind of waved in at this point. Right. You're well known here. He is right now having his breakfast dinner. And entertaining some potential new recruits in the main hall of his ship, uh, in his kind of like Throne of Spiders room. Mir, you've uh, you brought everybody back. How's it going, Nine Lives? Good. We've we've come with things to talk about. I hope you're amenable to that. We've got things to talk about, and it'd be best if it was just us. Okay. It's about some of the stuff I mentioned last night. Corvosa business, then. Sure. Um, yes, come back to my chambers. We'll have a conversation. Feel free to bring your breakfast. Not trying to interrupt that. I was quite hungry. Yes, let me eat quickly. <laughs> um, and you see, like, the people at the tables are, now that is leaving, are like, oh, we have to entertain ourselves. So they start playing a, a game with, like, a knife. Ooh. If you roll a society check, you might know more about what it is that is a 21 yeah this is called knivesies and it's a <laughs> love it it's all a, right it, it's a gambling game that's popular in corvosa but it's basically you start with a knife in the middle of the table and the object of the game is to grab the knife as fast as possible and stab the other person with it <laughs> God. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And it's the, you know, the winner is the first person to give up. Or the the winner is the person that doesn't give up, basically. It's like playing Bloody Knuckles, if you ever heard yeah. of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with a knife. With a knife. <laughs> you're still a table apart, so, like, you're not really, like, stabbing each other in the chest, right? And so, like, the person that doesn't grab the knife is, like, trying to defend themselves. New Patreon tier. Watch us play Knivesies on stream. Absolutely not. Yeah. Watch Chris play knivesy. Good, good politeness is only have the like the little bit of the tip touch. Like, <laughs> like that's the politeness in knivesies. I guess you could kill someone just under the cover of playing knivesies. Like a hemophiliac or something, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I mean you get a good shot in. Alright, well we'll come back for a round or two later. Yeah, but. yeah. So you guys head to Devargo's chambers. Well, it's uh couple hours till business really picks up. What, um, what is your business? What do you need to talk to me about? You brought the whole crew. I brought the whole crew because Cressida Croft asked us to come here, actually. That's a name I wasn't expecting to hear, but, um, 
I paid my sin tax, so there's no reason that she should be snooping around here. And you should, you know, you realize you will be going against, you know, our deal if you go back to her with information on me. Well, we're not bringing any information on you. She asked us to come here to see if you'd help out. <laughs> what could she possibly be offering that I would help with? There's an issue with... What's his name? Do we actually know? Darvane Amprey. Darvane Geos Amprey. There's an issue with someone named Darvane. She's hoping that you can help us. What would your issue with him be? He's the uh, Chilexian ambassador, right? Aye, he is. And he's looking to potentially put an embargo on trades from a, a Chiliax. He wants to eventually force people out and buy up the land in Corvosa. Fortunately, uh, my business is all done on ships, so we don't have any land to buy. That makes it fine for you, but not for the rest of the city. And that embargo on goods won't be good. Why wouldn't it be good? It would have people coming here for their sorrows. <laughs> Nothing helps a hungry stomach more than a little bit of pesh. Little shiver, take the edge off. I think business would be booming if you can't buy the things that you need. You buy the things that you want. Diego pops up in here with the, if if too much of the supply is cut off, the demand will be so high that other groups may try to establish themselves in Corvosa to earn money for the same thing. You might soon find yourself faced with competition that's willing to get a little bit dirtier than those currently in the city. Oh, maybe, but I mean, Amprey lives here same as us. I can't imagine an embargo that he would have placed on the city would actually last that long. If he's preparing for it, I think it could last quite a while. Well, what are you proposing I do about it? We're hoping that maybe you've got some information on him. We could use to encourage him not to put an embargo on stuff. I mean, he's a relatively frequent patron of Yule's End. He does come by here relatively frequently, but... Well, yes, I have some information on him that he would not want to get out. He has been cheating on his wife using, you know, our facilities. And, uh, you know, it seems he's very enamored with one of the women working here. Writes letters back and forth, which are pretty easy to get a hold of for me. But the, the thing is, you know, I have all of these letters and I've been selling them back to him for quite a pretty penny. So it's been a rather lucrative venture for me. However, I do still have some of the letters. I don't think we need very many. How much are you selling them for? Eh, back to him. Depends on how saucy it is. How much would you sell two of them for us? The real saucy ones. <laughs> how about this? I was hoping you would bring this group of people here anyway, but I've gotten a, a bit of information that I'm having trouble deciphering, but is supposed to help my adoptive daughter, Malishka, and he hands over kind of a, a ream of scrolls. It's in a language that I cannot read, and I'm <laughs> rather shitty at translating things. So it's been taking me some time. And the stuff that I have translated, I, I, none of it makes much sense to me. So I was hoping 
mirror that you might bring your friends back so that they could help figure out what this says and if it says something interesting that you could help me with it. That's a big part of why I brought everybody on top of it. I do think helping us out and at least giving us a couple letters will encourage Cressida to continue to stay away. She seemed pretty uninterested, but also made a lot of comments about if you cause trouble, then to get rid of you, which is crazy. Well, it would be in the guard's best interest to eliminate crime, I guess, but here we are. And he would hand the papers over to you. I'll make you a deal if you can figure this out, and if it says there's something to do that would help Malishka, uh, if you do it, then I'll give you the papers free of charge. I'll give you the blackmail that you need that Cressida wants so badly. I appreciate it. Can we use my old room to start looking through this? Sure, yes. You have uh, free reign of the ship like you normally would. Just let me know what you find out. So you head back to Mir's room with this stack of papers to uh, to try and figure out what what it all means. I need a society check to decipher writing, unless any of you speaks uh, Wongi. That's a no for me. Don't be afraid to use hero points. Oh, you can use a hero point to learn a new language? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Only, it'll only be a 16 if I don't use a hero point. I mean, you could use a hero point. And the tone of the GM's voice seems they, like you may want they to They vanish at the end of this episode. That is true. They yeah. vanish. Mm-hmm. All right. I will use it. Oh, that doesn't help. Even lower. So 16? 16. Uh, nope. You got to take the worst yep, result. Yeah, take the oh, yeah. worst. Okay. So that will be a only a 13. You can't decipher it. You feel like you'll have to take it to somebody who could. Unless somebody else has society that they can roll. Fully untrained. Untrained. Same. Zero. Yep. You would have to take it to somebody that can... Ooh. Give me a second to let Hero Lab load. <laughs> Maybe that cranky old man in the shop selling scrolls. Ah, uh, never mind. Yeah, we'll have to go. Can we roll a society to see if we know where to go? Where someone who could be either from the Milwaukee or place where people get things translated or, you know, bookstore maybe? I don't know. Is that a society we can do? You already learned that there's a bookstore. Is is that where you would go for this? They'd probably be learned. That's probably our best bookmaker. Bet? I guess let's go to bookmaker. The only other place, you know what I was thinking, was Green Market because they seem to have such a good variety of vendors. Uh, unfortunately, because you waited till like 9 p.m. Right. to talk. Could have to wait till the next morning. Is this something where, like, on a new day, Sylvie could make a new check? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you want to try the next day, you could. So sleep on it. Think about it. Yeah. I don't know if we're doing anything else today. I don't have anything planned. Yeah, if we're just waiting another day, I can do another check. We can use Mir's shop as the meeting ground again. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20 for a 28. Oh. Yeah! Okay. So it takes you about an hour, but you decipher what it says. Here, you need to make a nature check now. Oh. Through it. I can do that. Nature pretty. Yeah. 28. Okay. You, between the two of you, are able to translate and recognize the meaning of this. This is uh, the directions to perform a ritual. Uh, The ritual is called a naughty transfiguration. 
Mm. Uh, and the components required to perform the ritual are dream spider venom and web lurker venom, two types of spider venom. You know, you could just get dream spider venom from the shiver that DeVargo has on Eel's End, but web lurker venom would be more difficult to find. You think that this ritual would require a, um, a knowledge of nature, but secondary casters would be able to assist using crafting medicine or occultism. A critical success at this venture would give the subject of the ritual, and this ritual is done on Anadi, uh, would give them the ability to control their form and mastery over this change. A regular success would give them increased control over their change. A failure would worsen their ability to control their change. And a critical failure would make them lose the ability to control their form, and they would be stuck in spider form. Pretty high risk, high reward. Sounds like we need to find out where we can get web lurker venom. Is there a check to know that, or do we need to start asking around? Yeah, where, where do web lurkers live? Well, Just in case we need to take it. The king of spiders might have an idea. <laughs> yeah, so if you... So I know why he's called that. It's not because he knows a lot about spiders, because he's got a spider girl. Right. Yeah, but if you brought that information to DeVargo, uh, he would point you in the direction of his contact, Eri's Yellow Eyes. She is a were-rat that knows the sewers well. And he thinks if there was a place for web lurkers, it would likely be in the sewers. What is under the city of Corvosa? Web uh, lurkers. stuff. And, and creepy crab things. And a giant beetle thing. City has not invested in its uh, infrastructure and plumbing in quite a while, so things have just moved. I'm in. terrified. Bugs life. Bugs life, yeah. Big, big bugs. Uh, and he would tell you that she has a small stall in the Golden Market. Mm. She's a old lady with uh, yellowing eyes, so that's where she gets her name. He would describe her as like kind of mousy in appearance, with um, wispy long white hair of note, which will probably help you figure out that this is definitely her. Her irises are red. Mm. All right, like a colon that needs to feed. <laughs> Get out of here. Let's hope not. Strike that from the record. <laughs> Make sure that's edited out. <laughs> what are we thinking? Update DeVargo and head to the gold market? Oh, yeah. You did update well, DeVargo. DeVargo we had to to get yeah. that information. So, Well, let's tell him we have the let's information. Let's go to gold let's market. Tell him that he Thanks for the information, <laughs> DeVargo. So you head to the gold market and you look around for a bit and you do find a woman matching that description. Uh, uh, hello. Are you looking to purchase? I have plenty of tinctures and potions for sale. Any, anything strike, strike your fancy? It's been a while since I've had a customer. Yes, we are looking to take the plunge, if you know what I mean. No, I don't speak in euphemisms. Be more direct. We're looking for something that you don't have out. We are sent here by a mutual friend from Eel's End. We are trying to pipe, spider? pipe it up. We're looking for something like a spider, right? You were sent by the spider of oh. Eel's End? Yes. To, to Vargo, but why, I don't Hi, know why yeah. you're being so cryptic with me. We're out in the open. I'm an old I woman. I, we're in a market. You can't even hear 10 feet away from you. All right. I'm not trying to be hostile. It's just you're being very cagey. Seems we've found Beth, our way into a, 
into a web. <laughs> I tilt the glasses down. Pleasure to meet you. Don't you don't recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you, miss. Hello. Me and my friends are looking for something that might lie below the city streets, and we've heard from one of our fellow friends in low places that you might be able to help us out there. You're also being Katie. Still being Katie. Not- <laughs> I'm building towards it. I'm, I'm Eerie's yellow eyes. It's a pleasure to meet you, I guess. Even if you're being cagey, I guess you're, um... Thanks, Mayor. Devargo sent us to go down into the sewers with you. Okay, what what exactly do you need from the sewers? My, uh, my clan lives down there. Do you need the aid of the were-rats? We need venom from a web lurker. We could use a hand. Eight of them, to be precise. (laughs) We just need the venom. If you've got that, we'll buy it. I don't. If, I don't. If you don't, I don't we'd know. like to be caught in a web, if you know what you're saying. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Wait, sit here and spin us a thread. I just want to follow you down into the sewers. If you could point us in the right direction to go get venom from a web lurker, I'm assuming at this point we're going to have to kill it. Then that's the route we need to go. Well... Oh, okay. I suppose I could. I, I have. There, there is a. It's, it's kind of deeper than the than the actual sewers. There's a, some kind of den. Or I've seen I've seen webs down there, but I haven't. Um, nobody goes there. It's de- it's kind of below the sewer even. But I know the way there. I could take you there. Um, Unless you're going to rob me or something, if you're being, if you're going to continue to be cagey and you're just going to take me down there and beat me up or something, I'm not going to rob you. I just am not good at talking about. You're terrible at it. I'm a were rat. You know what kind of? I'm a pariah in this town, and I'm better at talking than you. I'm not very smart. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't see past that kind of deception. You're a very dumb half orc. She's so dumb, you'll have to let us down. <laughs> I almost pity your intelligence. I'm going to have to let you down there. But yes, let me just pack up my stall real quick, and I can I can lead you down there. Do, do, do you all have everything you need to be facing spiders? Do you need any, um, any antitoxins or any of that? Or are you all set? I think we've all got some antidote, and... I am good at healing. I don't believe you. <laughs> are you are you lying to me again? I'm not lying. Is this flowery words for something else? No, oh, I, I promise. I see a bloody razor on your side. Are you? I'm good at that. I could look, and then she's gonna make her mud. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said you're good at healing, and you. Picked- I'm so smart. Starts. Getting balls of mud. <laughs> you picked up a pile of horse shit off the ground. What are you going to use that for? It's a restorative substance. No, it's not. Maybe if if the people you're healing are crops. I, I'm going to shove the dirt and mud into my a pouch that I have dedicated. It's a secret tool we'll need for later. I, I don't like being a part of this. This is medical malpractice. I've healed them all multiple times. All, it's fine. All I would ask is, um, if I do you this favor, um, just 
keep the keep the wear the wear rats of Corvos are not all bad people. If if I were to ask you for aid sometime in the future, you look you look to be a powerful group. I would hope you would do me the same kindness. I won't be cagey about it if I ever need your help. I'll just ask what I mean to ask. I appreciate it. I don't know if I'd figure it out. <laughs> yes, let's not beat around the bush any longer. <laughs> I, then what I'm asking for is an IOU. Does that make sense? In a sense, yes. <laughs> Perhaps if we were I... willing to agree to those terms, <laughs> we may haps agree to it. <laughs> it would be a shame if you were to get lost in the sewer. Crazy, wouldn't it be? Is that code for something? What does she mean? I truly don't know. I really hope this campaign doesn't get into any investigation or anything. <laughs> <laughs> really, really slow. It's like pulling teeth. So she she leads you to a sewer grate in Midlands that mm. certainly big enough to wiggle underneath. It's it's less a grate, more like one of those openings out into the water that you may have seen, like a big tunnel that goes yeah. into the yeah, sewer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, the water spout. Mm. Yeah. So she leads you in there, and you hear the dripping and echoing of a big sewer system mm. underneath Corvosa. Down came the rain, and eventually you find. Uh, she she leads you twisting and turning to a break in kind of the wall of the sewer that leads down into darkness. But because you all have dark vision, you can see it leads about twenty feet down to a large open cavern beneath. Okay, it, here's the spot. There's well, there's arachnids down there for sure. Web lurkers. Well, they're the they're the smart ones. Right? The ones that look kind of like people. I would think there, something like them is down there, given that the spiders seem like they act like a group sometimes when they come up from there, like something's given them orders. Hmm. Perhaps we can treat with them. Well, I would suggest you do a better job at talking to them than you do to me. Do Perhaps we will. <laughs> do you have any advice for us before we go further? Probably don't get bit. I assume me as a wear rat, I'm better at shaking off the effects of poison. But probably everything down there is going to be venomous. Perhaps we should drink the antidotes that we have now, as they give us a bonus against our for our fortitude for up to six hours. <laughs> wow, that's the first smart thing I've heard any of you say. Well, he just read off the label. <laughs> Did you buy these from a magic store? Yes, we, we had a very hard time purchasing them. If you they would sell anything to you. <laughs> I'm not drinking it. I stay in the back. I consume one. I am also going to drink one. Well, goodbye. Farewell, cryptic lady. <laughs> Thank you for helping us. Tell DeVargo not to send me any more weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I promise we're not normally re this weird. Remember, you owe me a favor. Perhaps we do. <laughs> so there is a there's a way down. Looks like you'll probably need a rope if you want to get down there. Good thing we probably all have one. I have a climbing kit. I have one rope. I have a climbing kit. Fun. Guess go ahead and make me athletics checks. There's nothing to brace against here. Okay. I use the climbing kit to try to let us down. 
Like there's not a wall to brace against, is, I oh. guess is what I mean. But oh, okay. but you can obviously hook it up here and sorry, athletics? Yes. Fourteen. Well, I'm gonna spend a hero point to reroll my natural one. <laughs> ah. Sixteen on the die, that's a twenty-five for me. Nineteen. I have a plus zero to this athletics. I got a six. I've got a hero point, which will refresh next episode, so I'm gonna roll again. Fourteen. Nice. You and I are in the same boat. I also have a plus seven though to my. We're in a sewer, Haley. Okay. What's everybody's speed? Thirty feet. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. You move five feet per twenty feet of your land speed. So. Um. So you guys make it like five feet down. Four down is it? How many checks do we need? Twenty feet down. Oh my god. So another check. Oh my god! You actually have to roll dice. Can't believe it. All right, six. Okay. Uh. You don't progress. 18. 18. Okay, you move five more feet down. Oh, only a 10. A 10. You don't progress. 12. 12. You move five feet down. 28. Okay, you, you move all the way down. Four. 14. 25. <laughs> no yeah. progress. Progress. You move all the way down. Oh, my Woo. God. <laughs> It's funny because it, fourteen. It would, okay, you're you're ten feet up. Twenty two. <laughs> you're you're good. You're all the way down. I feel like it would take more effort Three. to stay where you are <laughs> rather than slide down a rope. Yeah, uh, you, you're still ten feet up. Just jump. Someone provide a ladder. <laughs> provide a ladder for the last ten feet, please. Oh, we, we have that feather token, don't we? You don't move. I don't know. 16. There you go. You're, now you're five feet off the ground. You just want to let go. No, I'm going to roll. <laughs> that one. <laughs> you fall. You fall. <laughs> you're prone. <laughs> I stand up. Brush the dirt off me. Look sheepish. So uh, this cavern is dimly illuminated from the hole in the ceiling above. Broken pipes and other debris from the corvos and sewers are strewn about this naturally occurring cave. Thin strands of cobwebs choke all available space in the cave, creating an uncomfortable itchiness as you walk throughout the room. A tunnel stretches into darkness to the east. What do you do? Draw my maul and proceed forward with caution. <laughs> Sylvie will follow closely behind with her kukri. Oh, we could try to do stealth, but I'm guessing these spiders are going to be way stealthier than we so are. So sneaky. I'm going to draw my longbow. Get ready. I'll be dead last. I'll hold up my hands ready to cast some spells, but I'm following. That's it. Uh, I would allow Mir to make a general nature check about spiders if you want. Yeah, that's fine. 18. You would think, uh, based off of Sylvie, like maybe considering stealth, you would think that for the most part, if there's a lot of web here, spiders can usually feel something that touches their web. So unless you had a way of avoiding touching the web at all, you're probably going to alert them whether or not you're trying to sneak. So it's probably just better to be like alert and aware. Okay. Makes sense. You continue down the path to the east and it splits off in two directions. There's another path heading north and a path heading south. Can we listen at the intersection for anything? And I will detect magic in both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, can I have Figgy use scent? Sure. What's the range on scent? It's only 30 feet, so I don't know if there's yeah. any lingering scent. He doesn't smell anything. Okay, thanks. Uh, only a 14 to perception. I will also percept. I have a 19 perception. Yeah, I have also a 19. I've rolled really. Is there magic in any direction? What's the range on that? 
60 feet. I say questioningly as I open the spell. 30 feet. Oh. 60 feet is first edition. There is not magic in either direction for okay. 30 feet. Nor is there a scent, nor is there a sound. All right, cool. So let's just, uh, you know, odds even, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, evens is south, and it's evens. Okay. You head south, and you see in front of you a room filled with bundled web-like sacks. Uh, the path also continues to the east. Make me a nature check. Okay. Ooh, it's way better than I got last time. 25. You recognize these as egg sacks. There are 13 of them. They look on the verge of hatching. Stay away. You think that because you are choked in webs in either direction, if they are given the opportunity to hatch, they're going to seek you out. Makes sense. You think yep. you have maybe 30 seconds before they hatch, <gasps> and you know that dealing fire damage would destroy them. Do we just want to destroy or? I don't have a, spy, a fire spell. No. If the I web lurkers... Alchemist fire, though? Actually, I do. From Mosquito mm-hmm. Witch. We have alchemist fire, yeah. Yeah, I've got some old Molotovs that I, we could throw in here. Oh, the Molotovs. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to... Do we want... Okay. Do we want to destroy or run? I don't know if the web lurkers are intelligent or not. Like, I guess all we'd have to do is, like, kill them. And they are. Them. They are. They're intelligent. That was, like, one of the things that was yeah. told to us. Do we know if these are web lurker? Like, baby web lurkers because if we don't necessarily want to burn them to a crisp if they are web lurkers because we want to extract the venom yeah with that nature check you think they're some other kind of spider web lurkers don't usually have thousands of babies great burn them burn instead of run okay you can use that nature check as your initiative everybody else can roll me a perception please place yourselves hey okay Vic that is going to be a 17 what's your modifier you can go first. Doesn't matter. Okay. So D is at a 17, then Sylvie. 11. Okay, Amir, you are the first to act. Would I know if everything, if it would spread? If I did fire, it spread? It's web? Uh, it might slowly. It might not spread enough to throw one and then just hope. Because I don't have, I don't have any of the alchemist fire. I got three. Take one off my belt. Yep, I've got some too. Mm-hmm. I also have multiple. How did you guys all get it and not me? What happened there? You might have used yours earlier. I don't know. I don't know. If I take it off of Beck's belt and then throw it, is that a-okay? These required an extra action, though, right? Like, you have yes. to light it as an action and then throw it as an action. But but that's a turn right there. So she could grab it off my belt, light, throw. That's mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, great. How do I throw? It's a ranged attack roll. So 17. Okay, that would hit. Which one are you hitting? Am I only targeting one? Does it only target one? It does splash, but it targets one. And the range is 20 feet. So I guess this one? Like, So we're facing a cavern, the one off to like a, the left-hand side of this cavern we're looking into. Okay. 1d8 plus one persistent fire plus one fire splash. Or one F. I'm guessing that's fire? Yes. Okay. Eight. Eight. Okay, that one burns to a crisp. So that's only targeting one anyways? The other ones burn as well. Okay. So the one next to it burns. So does that mean that three are taken care of or? Yes. Okay. That's what I want to make sure I understand. Otherwise, I would have just used produced flame. It's just, it would have made no sense to. Why would you use that over produced flame if you had produced flame? Because I'm I like produced flame. And that's why I was asking, does the web burn? 
and you said no, only slow, and so that would only be one versus this took three. Okay, so you're doing it because of the splash. Yeah, because like I'm, that's why I want to make sure that this actually took them out. Because if it didn't, then I wouldn't make sense to do that. Gotcha, Diego. I guess Diego's gonna look towards the right side of the cavern and see some uh, some other like egg sacks there, and he has Alchemist Fire too. I guess take a hand off of his maul to draw light and throw as well. Let's see. A ranged attack roll. It's an 18 to hit. So I'm aiming for one in like a, a, the middle of a cluster. 18 would hit it. All right. Here comes a D8 of fire damage. Three points of fire damage. Uh, one persistent, one splash to all the others in the radius. Would I get the two... If you targeted this one. It doesn't get the far one. It gets a close one, though. Vec. Vec's going to do a similar action. He's going to draw an alchemist fire off of his belt. These are special alchemist fires that were from Mosquito Witch. Log on to our Patreon if you want to get the backstory on how I got these. <laughs> and the important reason for that is because they're not quite like alchemist fires. You have to light them, Just then throw them. Action. Yep. Right. So he draws, lights, and throws. I'm going to target this further one. That's one out of my range increment. It's sort of in an intersection. Yep. Um, how do range increments work in 2E? Is that a minus two like it is in first edition, or is it different? Does anybody know offhand? I believe it's still a minus two. I'm going to roll. If I roll high, it doesn't matter. If it rolls low, then we'll talk. Uh, yeah, it's an 11 total. Yeah, it won't so. hit either way, but you'll do splash to the one. Well, actually, it misses by... Is on a second range increment, so it lands ten feet from it uh, in a random direction. So, which roll one? D eight. All right. You targeted the middle one. And the penalty one will be two. like towards you guys. Six. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's gonna like land back there. Yep. All right. So he throws. It pops one in the back. Not quite the splash that I would have liked, but at least we're clearing them out. Does it not do splash then? Where did it land? If it landed here, does it not get that? Yeah, we get that one too. Cool. Sylvie. Sylvie is going to also draw out an alchemist fire, light it, and throw it. She's going to do one that is also outside of her first range increment and still close to a few other web sacks. That is a 24. 24, you got it. Does it for this one? It's five feet away, so I... So we only have one left. Unless there is anything else back there, but... Mirror. Cool, we only have one left, which means I can use Produce Flame, which makes this a lot easier. And I rolled 16 on the die, plus nine. That should hit without an issue. And it deals 1d4 fire damage plus my spellcasting modifier. So I'm sure this is all good, right? Yep, you got it. Kills that one. Perfect. Uh, just in time for it not to hatch into a spider swarm. Yay! Ooh. That's great. Swarms are bad. But are we the baddies for nuking an egg cavern? Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Are you continuing down the path or are you... Uh, going back. I think we're going to check the stream real quick to see if there's anything of value in here. If there's not, then yeah, we got to go back. Well, there's another path. Do we continue southwards or go back north? Yes, that's what I'm asking. Right. So I think that we would continue south, right? Yep. Yeah, we have no reason to turn back yet. Okay, that's what I want to make sure. 
So you roll perceptions in this room to see? Yeah. 19. No. I whisper. 21. 19. 13. 11. Yeah, you don't find anything of value in this room. It looks like it was just a hatchling chamber of sorts. Okay, cool. So you continue to the south, and you start to see a glow. I see on the map there's little egg sacs along the way. I'm going to just produce flame as I see them. (laughs) And that glow brightens as the pathway opens up into a wide open cavern filled with webs and illuminated by glowing mushrooms the size of small trees. There's a large pit to the north that leads into darkness. And from the ceiling descends a 15-foot-wide spider. Oh my god, no. It's fangs the size of Diego's arms. And it spreads wide as it drops with a huge thud. I leave. In front of you. You jerk rat. And then rears up with its front four legs. And we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or we'll end it next time. (laughs) The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.